Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So if you listen to the last episode, I reviewed Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, so you can check out that review uh, on the podcast feed. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to go back and review Crystal Skull, but I decided to go ahead and do it. Uh, since there's been a lot of chatter online about this film, Dial of Destiny, the ranking of all this. You know how it happens on uh, film Twitter when they rank all these movies. So this is the fourth film in the Indiana Jones saga. It came out in 2008 uh, and, of course, was directed by Steven Spielberg, who had directed the previous three. And... Uh, the story idea came from George Lucas and Jeff Nathanson. The screenplay was written by David Kep. So getting into this one, so obviously when this movie came out or when they announced this movie came out, I was very excited. So obviously, as if you've listened to this podcast at all and uh, know my love for especially Raiders of the Lost Ark, but the first three films are fantastic. Raiders, Temple of Doom. The Last Crusade. So obviously, seeing Harrison Ford come back to this character uh, after such a long break was exciting. Uh, obviously, there were concerns even at that time, 2008. As I stated in the previous episode, Harrison Ford was already in his 60s. I think he was 65 when this one came out. Uh, so obviously, there's concerns about that with this being a very physical, uh, high-octane action-type role uh, that he's played. So... The setting of uh, Kingdom of Crystal Skull is set in 1957. So the movie opens with uh, Indiana Jones actually being kidnapped by Russians led by the great Kate Blanchett uh, playing Arena Spalco. So they basically take Indy to Roswell. So of course, if you know the legend of Roswell 10 years earlier, 1947, Allegedly, if you believe in this, there was a UFO that crashed and they've hidden this alien life or whoever was in the spacecraft at Area 51. So, of course, they interweave this with uh, one of Indiana Jones adventures where he had uh, come upon this 10 years earlier. So they bring him back to this large warehouse so they could uh, so he can help them find where this alien is. And in a very funny side gag at the beginning of the movie, uh, so this is a large warehouse, uh, you you know, a bunch of stuff is stored there, so they make a very cute nod to Raiders. Uh, you see a, you know, a piece of the Ark or the box where the Ark was kept. If you know the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, they just put the Ark away into this large um, warehouse. So it was a cute nod to Raiders. So, of course, they find, uh, Indy helps them find this uh, alien-landed spacecraft, finds the alien itself. And this is what kind of sparks the uh, movie. So here, once they discover the alien, all hell breaks loose and Indy ends up getting away from his captors. But as we come to find out, he's in the middle of a nuclear testing site for an atomic bomb. So in one of the most polarizing sections of any Indiana Jones film, and if you know anything about movies and know anything about this scene... They're about to blow up the area that he's in and he's got to find a way out and there's really no way for him to get out. So he goes into the kitchen of one of these model homes, you know, for this makeshift city that's about to be blown up and puts himself into a lead line refrigerator and in doing so is able to survive um, a, a blast. Now, I remember when I saw this, now I hadn't seen Crystal Skull since I saw it in the movies back in 2008. So this is the first time I've watched it 
since then. So I was interested to see what my what my thoughts would be about it. Uh, and what I didn't remember is there's so much talk about the refrigerator scene. I actually forgot how early in the movie it is. For some reason, you know, as all these years have gone by, not that I knew exactly when it happened in the movie, I just didn't think it happened right at the beginning. So the fact that this occurs at the beginning, and we can debate whether it's ridiculous or not. I mean, it's slightly ridiculous, but, you know, it happens early in the movie, and it doesn't, you know, it's not a, it's not a big a deal watching it the second time as it was the first time, but again, it loses probably something on that second one. So anyway, so that happens, and he ends up, you know, okay, and then basically he is recruited to to find out, um, he ends up learning about the Crystal Skull. So the Crystal Skull is basically a skull that was allegedly created by these aliens, and the Russians want to find this Crystal Skull uh, to unlock its potential, unlock its power. So, of course, you have recurring themes in all these movies. You have, you know, each movie has a MacGuffin, and then this one, of course, it's the Crystal Skull. And, of course, the, the Russians are trying to get it. And in setting upon this adventure, what actually gets Indy involved is he is visited by a teenager kid, Greaser, because this is set in 1957, named Mutt Williams, who's played by uh, Shia LaBeouf, another polarizing figure and the Indiana Jones legacy. And uh, there's going to be some mild spoilers here because the movie's been out since 2008. So, of course, a lot of things that people talk about. So, Mutt Williams comes, lets him know that a scientist that Indiana Jones knows has gone missing. And uh, he wants to go find him and uh, obtain the crystal skull. So as we go through the progression, so Indy gets involved reluctantly, and um, the Russians are after them. They go out to go find it. They end up going to Peru to go find him. The scientist is played by, or archaeologist, not scientist, the archaeologist is played by the great actor John Hurt, and I'll get to the performances in a minute. Uh, so when they come upon John Hurt, John Hurt is incoherent, kind of sounds crazy, just saying things, you know, and what you end up finding out is that he has communicated directly with the crystal skull and it has affected him in some way. So he's not communicative verbally. He's drawing, you know, things with his hands automatically. And these things are leading, are setting up clues to let him find, to let them get to the crystal skull. That's basically the story. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Like every Indiana Jones movie, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of story because you don't really need it. It really should be, you know, made up with the action. So, in the first of the mile of spoilers, you find out that Mutt Williams, and like I said, this is not something I think most people already know. If you, for some reason, haven't seen this movie, Mutt Williams ends up being Indiana Jones' son. So, of course, his mother is Marion Ravenwood, which is played by the great Karen Allen, who was brought back for this movie. Of course, she was in the uh, original Raiders of the Lost Ark. So her character's brought back. It's a welcome return to see her, to see her interact with Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones. is That's great. That's one of the, the things of the film that I like. And, uh, and like I said, that there's a, you know, like all these movies, there's a race between the bad guys and Indiana Jones to get said MacGuffin. And in this case, it's the Crystal Skull. So... Let me go into what I liked about this movie because there's a lot more that I didn't like. 
So what I liked about the movie, and it's kind of the same thing. I'll start with the same thing I said about Dial of Destiny in the last episode. Harrison Ford, fantastic. He's always great. This is the character he loves. This is his favorite character. I think it's abundantly clear, as I said in the previous episode. He loves playing this character, plays it with a bunch of joy, and just loves being Indiana Jones. So let's start there. The second thing is the John Williams score. So in this particular film, the the music by John Williams is unbelievable. It's just... John Williams, of course, is a legend. He's worked with Spielberg pretty much on every one of his films. And it's just... He's just a genius at this. And, and the music adds so much to this movie. And, it, and this movie needs it. And his music is just, just top-notch. It's just stellar. And uh, I love it. And like I said, Karen Allen's a welcome return uh, as Marion. So she's always great as well. Uh, those are the things that I liked about it. And that's pretty much it. So let me go to the things I didn't like. So there's quite a list there. So I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with the action sequences. So Raiders, the Raiders series, the Indiana Jones series are known for their fantastic action sequences. And I think Raiders still has the best of them. And uh, Temple of Doom is pretty close. There's some fantastic action sequences in Temple of Doom as well. In this movie, and I, the issue here I have with this movie, and it's kind of the issue, I didn't really bring it up in the Dial of Destiny review, but here I think it's even more prevalent is the reliance on cgi so if you look at raiders of the lost ark came out in 1981 you know part of it is because of the time it came out uh there is no cgi so you have a lot of practical effects uh, effects a lot of stunt work uh, a lot of realistic action not that you don't have any of it in crystal skull but there's a lot of cgi in it and for me that really takes away a lot so of course spielberg the phenomenal director that he is can still direct a hell out of an action sequence even with CGI. And there are some good action sequences in this movie, but the CGI really distracts from me and takes away from it. So I really did have an issue with the CGI. Now performances. I've already told you I liked Harrison Ford. I already told you I liked Karen Allen. And it was great to see her return. So I'll start with Shia LaBeouf as Mutt Williams. I know people despise his character and him his portrayal of that character in that movie i think even shia labeouf has ripped uh crystal skull for me watching the movie a second time yeah is it a great performance no but it's not terrible i mean that's the story that they wanted to tell they wanted to bring him in uh i didn't think it was awful i mean it wasn't outstanding i don't i think i'm just ambivalent to that performance now let me get to Kate Blanchett. So Kate Blanchett is one of my favorite actresses. Uh, I reviewed uh, the film she did, Tar, last year, where she was nominated for an Academy Award and was fantastic in it. And um, she's brilliant in everything she does. She's good here, but I don't think it's her fault. It's not one of her best performances. She tries her best, and she's game uh, for playing the uh, the bad Russian. It's just it's just a okay performance. But again. I love Kate Blanchett. I just think as, as a bad guy, she was okay. Um, and like I said, I think that's more a fault of the script than of her performance. She puts her all into it. Uh, she's You can see she's game to do it. I'm sure she loved being in there working with Spielberg and all of that. So, But again, I thought it was an okay performance. Uh, the, the worst performance in the movie, though, 
is got to be John Hurt. And again, John Hurt, big fan of his. It's just the performance. He again, I don't think it's his fault. The screenplay calls for him to be basically a babbling whatever for the for the length of the film. And it's just it got to the point to me. It's just it was it was a waste of such a good actor in that role. I, I just I didn't I just was not good. It was just a, a performance that I wish they would have written better for the caliber of actor that they had in it. Uh, so that was that the performances, like I said, are just not not a strong suit as well. Now the thing that I disliked the most and this is the same thing i disliked when i saw it in the movies and i was wondering what my opinion would be of it now and basically it's the the third act and basically once they find the crystal skull so again i'm sure most people have seen this movie that are going to see it so we're going to go into spoilers here um i normally don't do that but i'm going to do it here because this like i said i think most people know it so they get the crystal skull the crystal skull appears we find out that there's a spaceship on top of a mountain in peru that was missing that one skull they put the skull in and Kate blanchett's character is wants to find out knowledge she wants to get all this knowledge that's that's her end goal to get knowledge so basically what happens is she puts the skull they put the skull in this circular thing of aliens activate. So these are all these aliens that crashed thousands of years previous. So essentially, she puts it in. The thing spins, 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 spins. She looks at it, and she gets kind of like the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing in the eyes, and then it just takes her away, and then the thing just flies. And then this big spaceship spins, 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 flies off. And that's it. Technically, the very end of the movie Indy marries Marion. That's the very, very end of the movie. But the 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 practice, you know, basically for all intents and purposes, the end of the Crystal Skull is a spaceship going back into space. So that's terrible. That's that's just terrible. What was the point of that? So in comparing these to the other three, like I said, I've reviewed Raiders. I have not reviewed Temple of Doom, and I have not reviewed Last Crusade, and I will do it at some point. But just comparing the endings to them you had the ark of the covenant the nazis are trying to get it to get power temple of doom you have voodoo and and, and you know kind of uh, you know that aspect of it or in last crusade you had the holy grail cup of christ all of that stuff here well what's the point here the 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 the, the macguffin is terrible when they get to the end of the film, you're looking for a payoff. There is no payoff. The payoff is a ship flying up. and There's no payoff. So the, they went through all of this stuff, the entire length of the movie, all the action, all trying to get the skull. For what? I don't... It, it was a pointless and terrible ending. And I remember when I saw it in the movies back in 2008, I was going... What the hell is this? And then watching it again, it, my reaction is the same. I was hoping maybe on some level that uh, I would revisit this movie and like it a little more than I did, and I don't. I, I do not. And I know I see a lot on Twitter, on film Twitter. There's a lot of people that are sticking up 
for Crystal Skull. A lot of people sticking up for Dial of Destiny. I posted on Twitter the other day. I'm happy that people love specifically Dial of Destiny, even if they love Crystal Skull, because like I said, I don't need people to agree with me. Um, frankly, I don't see, at least with Dial of Destiny, there, it, as I stated in the review, and you can go, like I said, you can listen to it, I stated it's a watchable film. Crystal Skull is not is not watchable in the sense that it's just not, other than the two things that I mentioned, Harrison Ford and John Williams' music, there's no other reason to watch this movie. And it's crazy because, like I said, there's criticism you know, or, or discussion on the new film about James Mangold taking over for Spielberg. And this just goes to show you how difficult it is to pull these movies off, even when you have Spielberg directing the film. And it's just not good. It's not good. And like I said, the CGI, the, the, the script... The third act is terrible. The end is terrible. It's just, it's it's unfortunate because, like I said, even more so than on Dial of Destiny, this was super disappointing, which is why I understood the skepticism before Dial of Destiny opened was just how bad Crystal Skull was. And, and unfortunately, I, I can't be with the people that are revisiting it or they say they love it. I just don't see, I don't see it. It's just not a good movie. It's not good. And revisiting it after all these years, I, my opinion has not changed. Uh, it's just there's too many really fatal flaws with the film, uh, unfortunately. And that's like I said, that sucks because, like I said, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the greatest action adventure film ever made. It's perfect. So it's tough for me to, to criticize any Indiana Jones movie that I don't like. But unfortunately, this one is not good. It's just not good. Uh, so out of five stars, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm going to have to give it two stars out of five. So, of course, on that scale, I cannot recommend this movie. Uh, if you are a completist and haven't seen it, I don't know who has not by this point. If you love Indiana Jones, then, of course, you know, definitely check it out. Give your thoughts on it. I just I can't as an overall recommendation. I can't recommend this movie at all. It's just not good. Uh, my recommendation would be to anyone who hasn't seen them yet is to see the first three films to see Raiders. Temple of Doom and The Last Crusade is my recommendation to 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 see the greatest action adventure hero ever uh, in three really really good movies. Uh, if you want to do that, Crystal Skull unfortunately is not one of them. Uh, so again, I'm going to go with a two star out of five star review for Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.